0: Hey. Hey. (laughs) Hello. I had some problems with my microphone, I think.
1: Okay. It's all working. Yes. Yes. (laughs) This is the first podcast we are trying to do uh, for Level 3. Will you say something about that, Lisbeth?
0: Um, Not yet. We'll see how it goes. Yes. If you like podcasts, you can let us know. We're just trying out new stuff but Jonas is trying out new stuff and I just do what he tells me to. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: Good. I think this is a good way in a way to keep keep in touch during level three. So the thought is to do this every Friday or something
1: Jonas, is it? Yes. Okay. In an informal way so it can be more relaxed and uh, yeah, yeah, good. good. Uh, and we are trying to t- uh, talk about the, the theoretical subject that are in the mod- modules so in this podcast we are going to talk about human learning and, and, and things about that uh, maybe you Lisbeth, will tell us why you wanted that in the course
0: uh well, because it's it's that's an easy way to uh, that's an easy question to answer It is so, so important. And I think you all know that as well. We are not training, unfortunately, we are not training the dogs. We're training the owners to train their dogs. That's why this this is quite different from other teaching jobs I've had, where I directly teach the source, (laughs) the person who's going to go to do whatever I'm teaching him or her. But now we have to train other dog owners to be um, good dog trainers. And I think the most difficult thing is to always be aware that these dog owners do, do not necessarily have the same interest in dogs and dog behavior and dog training as we do.
1: Do you agree? Yes, of course. I just I come up on a new word. I don't know if it's uh, actually a, a word or something, but but uh, you can actually say we are doing by proxy teaching
0: yeah yeah that's true by proxy <laughs> teaching <That> sounds
1: <laughs> Very, sounds
0: <fascinating>. very fine <laughs> i sound very very smart when i say that yeah <laughs> that's cool maybe we should <laughs> use that in our next promo yeah. um, but it's so true and i personally from the oh about 10 years i've been doing this kind this this job now is to, to actually motivate the dog owners. Because when they get a dog, they most people are not looking for problem behavior. Well, they're not looking to get a dog with problem behavior because they're interested in solving those um, problems. I have that interest. That is why I am actually looking for dogs that have some issues. That is my interest. Um, but 99.9% of the people who owns a dog does not do that. So how do we help them to be good uh, dog trainers and to develop a kind of interest in, in dog behavior to be able to train it away. And especially today when people want a quick fix.
1: Yes. What do you mean with a quick fix? Uh... Um, I think a lot of people,
0: if they had a choice, they would actually give the dog away for a couple of weeks, fix my dog, and then send it back to me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, or could it also be a solution uh, where they, they just they want a standard solution to a problem without taking in consideration that the dog is different, there's different dogs and...
0: Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah! And, and they so just on. want it as uncomplicated as possible, and I can just see in their eyes, you know, when I have uh, consultations with with dog owners that have a problem with their dog, yeah. and I can see them just fading away after a couple of minutes. So, that uh, oh, that is the most difficult part, I think personally for my job uh, is to, um, yeah,
1: to is get to it so the oh, we are
0: talking about problem dogs. Sorry. And, and this level three isn't really problem solving in, in that sense.
1: That's it's more coming. level
0: four, yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. So actually the hard part is to settle into the owners that there are not no quick fix. Yeah. It's just to, to understand what is in. So you, you have to motivate them to, to do the hard work Yes. Yes,
0: And that also got not only for problem behavior that is already there, but for, for uh, what can I say, normal behaving dogs, I don't know uh, another or a better expression at the moment, but for just normal healthy dogs, uh, especially puppies and, and especially young dogs, we're all about preventing such problems to occur in the future. And if there is something that people are not interested in, it's preventing problems because they don't see that they're, you know, will ever have the problem. No. So can you give me a quick fix solution, Jonas, on how I can tell dog owners the importance of doing whatever we're doing in our courses and activities to prevent future problem behavior in their dogs?
1: no i don't have a quick fix on that either (laughs) that's yeah and maybe the quick fix is to learn as we are doing now uh learn more about human behavior and human learning so we can work with with dog owners and then if you learn learn about human behavior and human learning it's it can be a a very quick way to find out how you approach the owner in and sell it into the owner they are going to work with the dog
0: yeah yeah so and that is what i've learned so much from you and i think it's very very interesting how we actually talk and how we communicate with 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 the um, voice and body language to our clients to our course participants to the dog owners to get them on board because we have different uh, types of people and, and the way they communicate and so we've been talking a lot about that for the past five years, I think. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I'm hoping that you can help the the course participants for level three as well to be able to know a little bit more about how to handle their two-legged course participants.
1: Yes. Yeah. And, and as I was talked with some of the groups about uh, is that actually uh, the dynamic it's it's not only the owner but we 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 have a dynamic we we are two people uh, instructor and uh a, and a owner and a dog so actually if we're looking at it we are actually a team because we are three living animals that's going to connect and that's the, the, the definition of team Mm-hmm. So the dynamic between us is different uh, than if we only were two two people talking. That's a big uh, thing we have to take in consideration as well.
0: And um, and I have a question for you. Do you think it's uh, does it make our job easier when we actually meet the dog and the owner because? we can see the dog and their signals their body language so this is very typical we are talking to the owner the owner is saying one thing and the the dog is doing something else so just to give an example yeah. if the if you ask the owner okay is your dog um independent is he you know this is he afraid of things and so on and then the owner would say no no my dog is uh, very independent he's allowed to run around and have a very good recall and everything but then you see the dog is actually sitting next to the owner looking at the owner waiting for the next command and the dog is not lying because they're not capable no. they just do no, whatever they,
1: no so yeah it was the question what do you how do you is handle- that an
0: advantage for us that we actually have a third party in the meeting which is not uh, but,
1: yeah, because we can show because what did we have to assume that the, the dog owner is not lying to us by purpose? Of we have, of a, course, yeah, yes. So if we only meet the the dog owner or we read an email or exactly. talk with them on the phone, they give us their perception, mm-hmm. yeah, of the situation, and they don't know what they are seeking help because they don't know much about dog language and so on. So yeah, it's probably the best thing and to to see the dog as well. Uh, The only good thing about having a talk or a talk with the owner before is you get, as an instructor, is getting to know their perception of the situation and then you can concentrate on reading the dog when you meet them the first time but you can easily do that at the same time as well i think so i will i will think it's a good idea to meet the dog as fast as possible
0: yeah that is my experience as well
1: yeah
0: but um, i don't want to uh, i for me it's kind of a waste of time to talk on the phone or by email without yeah. seeing the dog It's good with some information um, and some important information, maybe like the dog has bitten before or something that would be useful. Mm. Um, But other than that, a perception of a young dog, I have so many examples, but um, they could call me and say, I have a puppy that is, you know, totally crazy, biting, jumping, barking, and then when I see the dog, it's not biting very much. It's not jumping very much. But for that owner, two jumps is too much because they're expecting something totally different.
1: Yes. And, and you can say, if we're going back to the information, there's a good idea to get beforehand. You can correct me. But what I'm thinking is a health issue that is recommended that's picked out by a veterinarian on the dog and um, what was the last thing I was thinking about? Now I forgot it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that kind of safety things, things about safety with the dogs. Uh, those two things. Isn't that the only thing you need in beforehand?
0: yeah 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 true but um okay so i have questions for you
1: Yes.
0: uh one of the things i find difficult um is when i have a dog owner who's a man and uh, he has had dogs for 40 years he thinks he knows everything about dogs i actually this is the first job i had have had that i feel like it's not a positive thing to be a woman i feel especially because of this in the dog train world it's positive you know reinforcement and it's a lot of rumors and misunderstandings that 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 women are just going around feeding their dogs you know treats and everything how can i reach out to this man and make him believe what i say but,
1: I will say it's uh, it's yeah building relations is uh, is the the important thing, and uh, and is that an thing...
0: excuse a bad excuse that I use my my sex as a my gender as a <laughs> I
1: I will not uh, say that but comment <laughs> I so much about that but I can give you a little tons of rules you can use. Yes. Please. If you start up with, with getting any kind of relationship, you, and now we are talking professional relationships uh, where you have to build the relationship and the trust very fast. Okay. And so, when you're
0: talking professional, not dating,
1: <laughs> you can maybe use it there. I <laughs> will not, I'm not an expert in dating, so I will not. Uh, that's another podcast that's another podcast yeah. and Elizabeth is going to make the. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you can there's two two points you can use a uh, focus on to to be, build relations very fast and the first one is start with finding someone you have in common so you if you are as a, a female it can also be the age that can be the problem a young yeah, young young uh, girl is going out and train a, a, a older lady that has to have had dogs hold her life, yeah. You have the same problem. Mm-hmm. So, start with, find something you have in common. Are you driving? It can be anything. Are you driving the same car? The same, uh, the same shoes. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, being on holiday, the same place. Yeah. It's only your imagination. If you see something uh, that you have in common, start to talk about the things you have in common. That makes sense. Yes. And then you're starting to be build a relationship on something positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that builds on an uh, alliance. And that's the purpose. We have to have an alliance with the, the students. Um, and that's actually. The awesome. yeah. yeah, the dog, and actually the dog as well. You have to keep the alliance with the dog yeah. as well. So you have to build trust with the dog and build the alliance with the dog and keep the trust. And And trust is some, not something you can demand, it's something you have to work for. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, and then, every time you do something, you have to think about how you express yourself to keep the alliance. Uh, And that is, uh, uh, you can say, you can use constructive confrontation. And what that means is, you have to express yourself. You have to... Tell the truth and how it's really av- is. The dog owner doing ba- uh, bad things. You have to tell the dog owners, but you can do it in a way. You should do it in a way where you are keeping the alliance with the dog owner.
0: Mm. And that sounds that sounds uh,
1: uh, very logical. Easy. Yes. Yeah, but and how? Yeah, <coughs> By, yeah. Um, <laughs> The the one thing is don't if put a goal. Let's see. Yeah, you can use the dog owner is doing something. Uh, something that where the dog owner is feeling they have to do it to keep the control over the dog, but it's actually hurting the dog.
0: Yeah, 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 and. Because it's feelings involved as well. It, it, yes, yes.
1: You know, it's very difficult. Yes. And then it can be very hard for the dog owner to, because they have they need to have the feeling and be in control. So if you're going right out and confrontate uh, them with that and saying they have to stop now, it you can lose their alliance with the, the dog yeah. owner. So yeah. the end state of this teaching has to be for getting the dog owner to stop it. So the best way, it is in the most cases, when you have a new relationship with the dog owner, is to take it step by step. So give the, us the
0: recipe, Jonas. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, the quick fix. Just add water, and then you can do it. <laughs> no, yeah, but I. There is no quick fix, but but uh, the the thing is take one step the more feelings and the more the the more important it is for the dog owner then yeah. you have to take small steps to getting them to do what you want instead of taking one big step then you lose them and you you lose their alliance with them so do the one steps have to the end goal look at the end goal and take one small step so the owner by themselves can move in direction of the end goal and then slowly feel they still have control of the dog even if they don't do that but let them do it in their own you you can push them a little bit but at where what is still is uh, okay so we are gently guiding them yes yes and so uh, that's a good idea. And you can, and there's no, it's only, yeah. In some situations it's best or in some situations, some people watch, just want to get a hard confrontation and learn best that way. Yeah. Yeah. So so there's no right or wrong here. You have to feel it but the-
0: but but is there ways to to um uh, to say things like different ways to say things just have a, 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 an example yeah the dog and- owner is standing there in front of you really jerking the leash and you can see and it's wearing a collar and the dog is not feeling comfortable uh, instead of saying stop jerking the leash yes how can you say it in a different way um
1: One thing is, especially in teaching situation, is always good to formulate it as a question. Ah, okay, yeah. Yes, so you always do it like a question. Uh, And then if you're starting by talking to dog owners, feeling, I can see it's pulling in the leash. How do you you feel about that? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and then you can work your way with the follow-up question. And, oh, it's very annoying. Yes. What have you done to to stop that? You can see his donors standing and pulling in the leash, but just ask. And and, and then there's the most time that will come an opening where you get... uh, opportunity to explain what's happening when you pull in the leash
0: Mm -hmm. and you can yeah sorry yeah no no go ahead no i i just see very clearly how much better that is because uh you are actually talking to the dog owner's feelings and hitting a nerve why uh, so and also showing in a way that you're understanding how do you feel about your dog pulling the leash yeah And then you and will get typically a lot of frustrations.
1: Yes, and then some rules, some 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 good rules is you can use closed question. Closed questions is question you can answer yes and no on. So oh yeah, yes, yes, it's a closed question, and normally it's not so constructive to use that, but you can use it in if you want to make a point. Uh, you just told me if you have a good relationship and you can do it with a smile on, you can ask the owner. You just told told me you never pull pull in the leash. What are you doing? Are you doing that now?
0: Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, no, yeah.
1: yeah. And then if you can do it with the, they have a sense of humor and so on, but there you can use. But normally, it's it the thing is to to ask open questions question that you you not can answer yes no one but you have to think of answer and give a longer answer Mm -hmm. Uh, and yeah and you can do that actually uh, when you if you train it a little you can let the owner do all the talking and by themselves think about how they can do the things with the dog so they are not pulling in the leash just so you can by yeah, guiding so, them with questions. Yeah.
0: yeah, so that the dog owner actually thinks that he or she is uh, finding the answer herself. Yeah,
1: and they are finding the answer by themselves in a let's yeah. say uh, in. But you are guiding them. Yeah, to, to the right answer. Yes.
0: I have another question as well. Yes. Um, I find it very easy to use reward-based training on people. When I have courses and I keep telling the person because I'm concentrating on what small, whatever small good things they're doing. Mm. And there's several course uh, participants, you really want to avoid telling someone off or telling them in public that they're doing something wrong. So i focus only on the small right things that they're doing. So when um, I'm go- like in detail, this is very typical. <laughs> if a person is holding the leash very tight and jerking the leash, pulling the leash sometimes, I'm not saying anything, but every time I see when the loose, uh, when the leash is loose, I will tell that person, Oh, good, great job. So, yes. you know, and I get more of that. It's the same thing with dogs is very, in theory, it's very easy the more you reward one thing the more you get of that yes. thing that behavior yes am i right when it comes to humans as well hey yes
1: you are we so are more, we yeah we learn much faster with uh, positive feedback yes
0: and also that that this is from my own experience we have to really uh, do whatever we can not to get too much feelings about it there and then we have to be professional and knowing that things are not going to just change in one hour in one session in one yes. training uh, evening yes. you know it's step by step with the dog owner as yes. well
1: and 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 the worst thing that, that can happen if the dog owner and the our dog have really problem is with if they' are not if you're losing the alliance with them the first evening of our eight evenings course yeah they will probably not show up again exactly. yeah. on evening number two so it's better to keep the alliance and take small steps to reaching the goals.
0: Exactly and I always think that for me um, the dog is the most important thing even though I can't stand the person who owns the dog, I think it's more important to keep that person on my activities or courses, because I know that my courses are better than the <laughs> the other dog schools mm-hmm. activities, if you know what I mean. Yes. But at least that's what I believe.
1: Yes, and you have to believe it. And I think everybody who is starting as a dog trainer has to believe what they are doing is the best, because... Yeah. Otherwise, you can't sell it to someone else. I'm not saying sell it for money, but if you have to sell in some theoretical stuff or or, or a teaching method or anything, you have to believe it's the best one.
0: I have another question. I have so many questions. We can do this. You know that. We've been talking for hours as well, but I'm just taking some... Some scenarios that I remember very well that I've experienced, and what I think is difficult with uh, interacting with with customers, with the two-legged customers. Um, it's not dating, right? It's not. Oh, thank it's you. Still not dating. <laughs> How um, would you um, can because some people can be quite rude. Yes. And if some people tell you off and and some of your dog owners or your clients are telling you off for being rude, uh, should you be rude back? Or how do you handle that? A rude person who's telling you. Again, I want to give an example. I had, and this is a very, I'm not making this up. This is a true story. (coughs) It it was in Rydsøgda where I had the, the first location. Uh, It was a man with a German shepherd, and he came really, he was very threatening, I found. He came really up close, standing in my face, telling me off that everything I was doing was wrong, I was stupid, he knew much more than I did, blah, 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 blah. But he paid to come to my course, though. But he told me that in front of everyone else. That was very uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. How, um, what did you say to them? I
0: can't remember because I always get really scared (laughs) when people are confronting like that. I'm very, uh, I don't like confrontations whatsoever. Um, um, I can't remember really because it's really a blur. I had another experience with a woman with the same kind of dog actually. She was shouting even. That was a private lesson though. Um, I did uh, everything I can to just make him stop doing that. So I just, uh, I, I said, I would probably have said something like, that is your choice, but we are doing this here in our course. Yeah. Uh, he left, though. He was, uh, uh, it was just a very uncomfortable situation. Yeah. And the other participants thought the same thing.
1: Uh, in that situation, uh, it can... Now I'm talking general because each situation is different. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And there, there's a lot of factor that is playing in play here because they can. Yeah, you can have other participants that is interfering. You can have. Yeah, there's a lot of things. But, mm-hmm. but as a normal, if you have someone that is exploding like that and and shouting and to to cut them off. At once, can get them to get more angrier than they are because, yeah, that's because it's normally you can, if you're looking at police officers that is talking with, them, with someone that's angry, often they let them talk a little, yeah, because then they feel they are getting hurt. Someone have listened on them, and then when you are, have heard them say something, and then you can interrupt them by saying, "Okay, now I will listen to you. Please listen to me." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you have given them something, and then you can cut them off. Uh, if you cut them off right away, they probably are going to to yell more. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and to de-escalate the situation, one one trick is just re- repeat what you're saying to this de- Stop doing what they're doing. Now, I, please, now I have listened to you, please listen to me. Yeah. And they're shouting, and then you just repeat the same thing. I have listened to you now, please listen to me. And if they are starting shouting, It could be a good idea to take control over your voice and lower it, so for them to hear you, they have to stop shout.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That that yeah, that makes sense. I just I kind I don't know if I regret asking the question because the listeners might think that this is happening a lot, but it's really not happening a lot.
1: No, no,
0: no, it was just. And this this happened once uh, on a course, and I've had hundreds of courses, and once during a private lesson. Um,
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think I only had it once also at Roots Rootsharka.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So so it's probably the area, that (laughs) jokes. No, but yeah, but okay, so, but okay, uh, that is just like, you know, some... um, it's not happening often but there no. are people that are do get frustrated in general yeah. and the reason why they do get frustrated especially during a, a course where there are other people is that they have they they feel um when they feel they don't have control of their dog and they feel stupid yeah This is when people start to do stupid things towards their dogs on courses as well, I noticed, because they get frustrated, and the frustrations is only because they feel um, bad about the whole situation, and they are scared of what the other participants are thinking of them. Yes. So how do we, how can we help these people because that's Mm -hmm. all about really helping them. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, there we you can in, beforehand you can talk about the psychology safety in the course. Everybody has to know it's okay to fail. It is okay to do wrong things. It's okay to get frustrated and so on. So they so they know it's okay. Yeah. Before they have the situation happening, it. But uh, if the situation ha- is happening, the one thing, and that's also one thing, if you want to deescalate any situation, is if people start to talk about feelings. Feeling, our feeling is our own, yeah. and and I cannot tell you how you have to feel. Mm-hmm. If I do that. I question your ability to to understand yourself is actually what happening. So, so if I'm if we have one that is saying I'm feeling annoyed, it's okay. Yeah, I can understand that you you're feeling annoyed. Why? Can you try to describe what can we do? To yeah. Get to be- so. In, in that moment you're going in to, to interrupt a feeling you are escalating the situation. So when people say they feel something or you can see they're feeling something, ask to their feelings and and recognize their feelings and say it's okay to feel like that that's yeah. your feeling yeah and then look forward, try to take the situation moving forward, by asking, why are you feeling that way? Can you pres- describe the feelings, uh, and so on? It sounds very uh, um, hippie-artish, <laughs> 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 hippie, uh, there was a Norwegian word, but well, it's, uh, you can say it's, but it is not, it's actually very good to de-escalating in a situation.
0: So what exactly can you say then? Um, so you mean so? First of all, you just acknowledge the other person's feelings, which is you know, and this is also this is so interesting because we have to remember that when we get these people on our courses, we have no idea what their day has been like. Yeah, they yeah. could be in the middle of the d- divorce. They could have been something terrible happening at home, or something good happening at home. What do I know? Um, but there things in their lives that make them behave in a certain way on your course doesn't have to do with you as a dog trainer I think that's important to say as well yes and um, so when you have a person that clearly is letting frustration out on their dog then you can ask uh, what what could I say? I would walk over to the person and say, you know, so how how are you doing?
1: <laughs> how are you Is doing?
0: This working? Is this working out for you? <laughs> yeah.
1: On a scale of to one to ten, how do you think it's going? No. <laughs> yes. But you have to, first you have to stop the situation. Any kind of behavior where you are using Paws is not good so yeah. you have to stop the situation of course. and you can do it please put your dog in the car and then we talk you know, or something like that
0: yeah or yeah. i could also i could throw some t- treats on the ground and as i said just just yes. loose up the the yes. leash a bit and then we have a yes. talking like your dog have a rest yes. and, and but
1: that will have have to be if you're going and that it's the team uh, team uh, uh, interference that is coming in because if you're going it's exactly like in teamwork if you're going between two persons you can escalate the situation yeah so 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 you have to do it while the, the owner has to accept you're doing it so it's very good idea to letting to do something so the owner thinks they are control or have the feeling they are still in control is it okay i put some treats on the ground so we can talk oh yeah yeah
0: yeah. so you have to ask them first yes
1: just so and that way you're also helping them yeah to getting in control of something because there they get control of is it okay the dog is getting some treats and if it is a problem for the owner they will say no because the dog is fat okay let's walk let's uh, do something else Yes. and there this film isn't controlled
0: I know yeah 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 so the yes. the whole point of the conversation is to make the dog owner feel a little bit more control of the situation before yes. you know
1: what yeah. and if if you're feeling in, in control of the situation you are automatically is relaxing yeah and that's a uh, that's uh, as I talked about in the first lesson, there we are back to the the, the nervous system in, in the human, the um, uh, sympathetic, uh, the autonomic ne- nervous system, where you have uh, sympatheticus and parsympatheticus, and that controlled by hormones in the in the body. And when you're not in control, like adrenaline is pumping, yeah, yeah, and then if you let the owner feel they are in control the production of adrenaline is is falling
0: okay so that's a very good tip yes. so i did i do like 50-50 sometimes i did right and sometimes i did wrong yeah and
1: that's also that's what the only thing i have on my uh, I have on my note block for this podcast was something I will talk about, and that's actually a very good clue, good clue to do it. When you're talking um, some things that I have turned about uh, learning obstacles, is, mm-hmm. uh, yes, and one one of the biggest learning obstacle in top three is uh, the don't un- don't see and don't understand the difference between the school world and the real world. Because when I'm out talking, I'm talking to a little bit theoretical and you just have to th- find something in common, a build alliance. That's very easy to do in the school world because it's a controlled environment. We have yeah. control over the whole environment, but it's much harder to do out in the real world where we don't have control over the environment. So, what you're learning in school, well, in the school world, is you can say 100% solutions. Yeah. But when you're taking this, what you have learned in the school world, out in the real world, and the most part, a lot of uh, students ex- is still expecting. 100% solutions out in the real world, yeah. but it's not possible because you have not control over the environment, or the teacher have control over the environment. There's so many unknowns in the real world. So if you're, you're learning the 100% solution in the school world, but the expectations for the solution have to be much lower in the real world, So you're working to get a hundred percent solution in the real world, but especially in the beginning when you're interacting with the dog owners, you maybe get 40 or 50% solutions. Mm -hmm. And maybe you can't get more because there's so much, much unknown. And yeah, is that making sense or
0: absolutely, because that was my last and final question for this podcast. Um, because we, we need to, <laughs> yeah. I, I can talk for hours. Yes, But um, so you have come up with some real, let me just have a, a little s- summary yes. from the things I remember, uh, which isn't much, unfortunately. <laughs> um, the last thing we talked about was, um, if you have a, a dog owner who's frustrated the important thing is to make the person feel in control of the situation. Yes. When the person feels more in control of the situation, the adrenaline is actually going down in the body. So it's physical things happening as well, which we can't, uh, you know, uh, do anything about. So, so let the person feel like they are in control. Yes.
1: Um,
0: what what other things did we talk about? Um, um. To always point out the what they're doing right, yes. right. Um, to focus on what they're doing right because they will do more of that. Because we as p- humans, we like um, people telling us that we are good people and doing something good, right?
1: Yes, and I can add like there's coming uh, podcast, not podcast lessons about how you how you receive and getting feedback there we are going no. to talk about something called Grandman's law and that's yep. actually talking about exactly this to do it in a, in a constructive way where way working with the, the human body on that. So yes
0: Also we talked about if someone is um, getting very frustrated, that is uh, luckily, not very often, but if someone is right out rude, and starts raising their voice. It's a good idea to, first of all, lower our voices, and yes. um, repeat what we're saying.
1: Yes, and and not go into
0: can... a discussion.
1: Yes, and uh, I just put some more. Is you can say at they are. We are going to talk about the uh, something called the transaction analyze, and. and in a in another lesson and and you can say if the people is start screaming and so on they are going down on a child's level yeah yeah. in communicating and a important thing is you they don't let them pull you down as on a child to to start screaming so it's better to keep up and an adult level Mm -hmm. Uh, and i'm going to show that in a lesson uh, what i what we mean with that and then we talked about um well
0: i talked about because i think it's important for us to remember that um uh, people are frustrated some because they they feel stupid (laughs) they might feel stupid And we have to consider it that, and we have to, and you said also that we are, we should not um, decide what other people feel. That's their own feelings. So we should just
1: listen to to them and yeah. Yeah. And it's very important to recognize their feelings. Yeah, You cannot question their feelings. And that's actually a thing we often do, not by, Yeah, by real, as we are grown up with, it's normal to say, it's going to say, oh, I'm so sorry, I feel bad about that. Our normal reaction is to say to them, you don't have to do that, you don't have to feel bad, you're not, don't feel bad, it's okay. Then we are telling them what they are going to feel, and then we are actually making them feeling more bad by getting some other reactions, and we are going to talk about that as well. In there. So
0: my last question is, people who are really good at communicating with people, you people have learned this somehow, so how can we learn it, how can I remember what's the best way of talking, you have some specific sentences and ways to, like you said, um, instead of confronting, is telling uh, the owner not to pull the lead, you could start with asking questions why are you pulling the lead yes. so how do we learn this it's only by practicing
1: yes you have to practice and and one thing when i start learning this it's a good idea to think what's the goal what end thing? do yeah. i want to end up with what's my goal and then normally the conversation is going by itself if you have a goal with the conversation put up okay i want the owner to stop pulling in the leash okay and then i start asking yes how do you feel uh, the walk with the dog was now yeah. yeah it's bad because it's okay what do we want different and then align the the goals with the the owner so if the owner is saying i want the dog going with a smiling leash then perfect yeah. yes yes how do we, how do you think we can do that and let the owner express themselves and then ask keep ask question that is leading the right way so is that
0: your like is that your tip because i'm thinking yeah. sometimes i'm really thinking i'm um, there in the situation with the participants and I'm thinking, oh, what, what, what did Jonah said that I should say? You know, I can't remember the no. sentence I can't remember.
1: Yes, and, that, yeah, and that's also, that's also, you can, of course you can have a sentence, those, uh, but it's much better to, to remember, I have to ask a question yeah. instead of a, a static uh, line. Yeah. Yes, and then it's also much more trustworthy because it's your own line then it's your own words yeah yeah
0: so that's that's yeah that's a great tip that was actually what i was looking for because i would uh you can read you can listen to to podcasts and you and we can read books and everything but it's the the yeah just have to practice it and like you say ask if we start with remembering that we should ask a question
1: Yes. And yeah. and yes. And so and the end
0: goal, what do we want?
1: Yes. And and one thing I will I would like to say also is is very, be very conscious as an instructor what what kind of session you're doing with the, the dog owners. Are you doing a control of their le- learning level or is it an instruction where you can uh, Guide them on the way because if you're guiding them, you're not getting any test of their skill levels because the different levels, if they can do it or they can do it, fail and find a new way by themselves. That's different kind of that's then you are different places on the learning uh, stairway. If that making sense. You know. You're much more <laughs> expert if you can find out and find a new way if you're failing. You have to
0: explain that more clear to me because I'm yes. I'm a bit slow. So yeah, what you- so um,
1: in one of the lessons, I'm talking about learning steps. Um, you're starting as a newbie, a new one, a yeah. new beginner at the bottom, and an expert in the top of the stairs. And each step, you you have to go on each step become an expert and 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 some of the the definition of uh expert is actually you you can do something and you can find out if you're doing it right and wrong you can use different combine different uh, tools different uh, material and so on and you can analyze if it's right or wrong and find a new way to do it yeah so yeah. then okay so now we're talking that yeah yeah so that's the expert level yeah yes and 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 you're never going to find out if the person is an expert if you as an instructor always go in and correct them in what they're doing
0: yeah so, now I get it yeah. yes
1: so you have to have mm, take a decision what's the goal with this session with the dog yeah. and the dog owner is it a conform of control what's level which step they are on are they have they moved away from new big from new ones to local expir- to expert or so and but if you're interrupting them and correcting yeah. them in the session you don't find out because then you don't give them time to correct themselves exactly find yeah. a new way so that's all also very big mix mistake in 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 uh, creating a big learning obstacle because they don't find out what the, the you as an instructor cannot find out what level they are on, and they will never find out by themselves. And you're not training them to do problem solving in the, in the exercise.
0: And that's what we are doing. Uh, level uh, <laughs> in all levels, actually. When yeah. we have Q and A's in level one, and I know that the person actually kind of um, know the answer, it just has to get there. And and yes. yeah. Hello. I had some problems with my microphone, I think. Okay.
1: It's all working. Yes. Yes. (laughs) This is the first podcast we are trying to do uh, for Level 3. Will you say something about that, Lisbeth?
0: Um, Not yet. We'll see how it goes. Yes. If you like podcasts, you can let us know. We're just trying out new stuff but Jonas is trying out new stuff and I just do what he tells me to. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: Good. I think this is a good way anyway to keep keep in touch during level three. So the thought is to do this every Friday or something, Jonas, is
1: it? Yes. Okay. In an informal way, so it can be more relaxed. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Good, good. Uh, and we are trying to th- uh, talk about the the theoretical subject that are in the mo